Listen, all this takes a lot of getting used to. And you do get used to it. After a while. There's three things I'll always miss, though. One, not having to watch my step all the time. Two, uh, forget about two. And three, I miss the songs. Folks from Ceylandia knew how to carry a tune. Sure, we've got some songs on the old gramophone, but try and imagine what they sounded like playing to a room full of fine people, unwinding at the soul regret after a hard day's work. Those were the days. Welcome to Co-op Mode. I'm Mike Gaspi. I'm Josh Ackerman. Hey, I'm Chris Lowe. And I'm Ben Teed. And this is episode six, and we are talking about Bastion. Yeah. So, hey, guys. Thank you for joining me again. As always, I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. We're like, we were, like, pressured to say something there. I feel like. <laughs> I, if this is a proposal, SB, I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, I'm not quite to that point in our relationship yet, SBS. Hey, man, I skip foreplay, okay? Shit. Episode episode six, and, and we're already yeah, we're already there, huh? Yeah, man. Honey yeah. moon's over. Can't <laughs> <laughs> um, even buy me dinner. <laughs> oh, damn it! Damn it! As usual, we're going to start with a little bit of the news or what has happened in the past weeks. And most recently, we uh, experienced E3. From E3, uh, I'm sure most of you have seen highlights or the actual all the conferences. What is your number one anticipated game from E3? I'll start with you, Ben. Oh, um... When you say I, anticipated game, like like out of everything we saw at E3, like what we're looking forward to the most in the future? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> when you said like we've all seen E3 stuff, right? Well, no, I I, I really haven't. Oh, um, what? I, I did. No, it's not. You know, I you know you know me. I'm gonna try to avoid stuff. You know. Yeah, I I, I don't you know really... what was brought. You know what was there. Yeah, though. and, pl- seen and plus, I've seen yeah I've seen enough to to know what to get excited for. And um, although I really, really thought Watch Dogs was was a cool surprise, that was probably a big surprise for me at, at E3, and I'm and I am anticipating that one. I guess if you were to say of all the ones coming out, if you were to say which you know over Tomb Raider, which I'm super excited about, over Assassin's Creed Three, all over all the sequels that are going to be happening, even though Bioshock wasn't shown, the one that I, I don't even have this this console yet, but I will be getting new IP. But, but it looks like a brand new IP. And I, I am very excited for The Last of Us. Wonder. It's like this apocalyptic-looking game that I, I watched the the what is it like a 13, 14 minute little playthrough of them trying to get through a hotel or of some sort. It oh, it, it looks intense. It looks like it, it's it's not it's not horror. It's, it doesn't really seem like it's horror. It's just like you're all trying to survive something. Yeah. I don't know. So your reaction was definitely like a sort of a. I was impressed. Like 
I'm you, like, wow. You weren't this... like, oh, yeah, we're killing. Like, you were definitely like, you felt like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be intense. Like, in a, almost like a Dead Space kind of, like. Yes, and also that I was looking for something that was pushing the envelope because there's been too many years now where, where um, you know, we have too many games that are too much alike. Now, no offense, I love it. I mean, and you'll hear me love on all the Gears of War games when we get to next episode. But the formula and the and what you do is so similar from game to game that I can't put myself into Assassin's Creed 3 and say, you know, well, I, I shouldn't say that about Assassin's Creed 3, but you know, like Halo 4 or uh-huh. Call, of, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. I can't really push myself in front of these games and say, they're going to be so different because this time you're going to be having, you know, double fisting grenades in this one instead of, you know, you can't, there's no way you could possibly, you know. That is a game mechanic that's never been used. Right. I just, well, you just Bungie, gave me you just you. Gave an idea, a free idea. Free idea. Go for it. You guys can have it. Um, but they like they haven't thought of that. Or uh, grenades. Yeah. But, you know, like, there's only so far that you can go with a shooter, I think. Well, no, that's not true. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm speaking too soon. None of, none of them are, are as exciting to me, personally, than Last of Us, mostly just because of the, the storytelling of possibilities. I think maybe because I haven't played any of the Uncharted games, maybe it could look a little bit like that. Or a little bit like um, I'm. I'm assuming the Naughty Dog franchise has been, or the the, the their trilogy of an Uncharted games probably has something similar to The Last of Us. But there's something about that that trailer that I saw that was really exciting. The other one that was, it was a, almost a close tie with that one in Tomb Raider, because it just I don't know for some reason I think that one it looks like another Uncharted game too. Or I'm just I'm kind of jonesing for something like that. I should probably play along those lines but you know bioshock infinite wasn't shown i heard and that one obviously needs a, a few more a few more months in the in the oven you know but some of those i i, I see them like halo 4 and, and call of duty black ops and resident evil 6 and i'm thinking i'm i'm probably gonna buy them i'm probably gonna play them but they're not nothing you know none of them are really getting me like super excited like oh i gotta have it now you know whereas you, you get excited at the prospect of new things I will be playing. Yeah, I'm not saying I won't be playing them. I'm saying I will be playing these, but not yeah, but that's, as. But that's not what excited. excited about The Last of Us. Is it yeah. feels like very new, like it's pushing the envelope. I want to hear Ackerman now because I have a feeling that he's going to be like, "Ah, I hate you." <laughs> I, I actually, I'm going to make a guess and say that his is The Last of Us. <laughs> you were correct in that. Wow. <laughs> what do you know? Because we're both big Naughty Dog fans. Exactly, exactly. And I, you know, and we were discussing, um, I know all of us through text message, I think it was, just like wondering, like, are all those animations that were going on, like, on the fly? Because they looked so scripted just because of how fluid they were and how, like, organic they felt. And uh, I was watching on G4 just, uh, it was kind of a rerun of E3, and they were interviewing the develop uh, the creative director, I think it was from Naughty Dog, and he was like, "Yeah, they, those that will happen dynamically, and it'll happen different differently every time." And there's just such a complex uh, mathematics system and physics system that they've implemented to where you know the the characters react so uh, organically and, and intelligently to to decisions like that. I'm and, hoping uh, that's not smoke right. and mirrors either. Like you know, sometimes when they play something in E3, they they just they they construct a level. To be a certain way, yeah. I don't. It's also, I don't think it will be. I think Naughty okay. Dog is, yeah. is a good enough developer that they're not going to pull that stuff. And and you I've know, never played one of their games in in probably 
since probably a ratcheting. Was it ratcheting clank that they did? Oh, it's incognito. No, it's their, a, their, their uh, platform uh, was Crash Bandicoot. Crash yeah. Bandicoot. Okay. They had something in between that, didn't they? Uh, um, Jack and Daxter, maybe? Yeah, Jack and Daxter. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. See, I've only played Jack and Daxter, too. They the first usually one. do a franchise on each platform. They did Crash on PS1, uh, Jack on PS2, and then PS3 yep. was charted. And what a what a departure from their <laughs> their previous installment, or their previous franchises. And, you know, this one, this Last of Us one, even looks like like a departure from everything else too. It stands apart from everything. And that's kind of what's intriguing me too. Because there's too many games where there's you're whether you're relying on the gun or you're relying on the sword or something like that to kill something. You know, you have to fight the enemies the way, you know, they're normally done. No, this one is looks like you have to figure things out. Right. With only the one of the cool things about that trailer was he only had like four bullets in his gun, and sometimes he was missing, and like you know, and the, they, they also went down with like one bullet, like yeah, realistic. They weren't bullet sponges. This I can imagine. I can imagine you shoot them in the arm; they're going to be on the ground writhing in pain, probably. Right, which raises the question: I wonder how easily you're going to die. Like, I mean, I would expect you're probably going to be able to die really easily. So this could be a tough game. They uh he got shot a couple times in that demo and I saw like pretty decent slivers of his life bar went down. But I would imagine that I know a lot of times when they do those demonstrations they beef up your character the character so that in the demo you don't die on accident. Right. So yeah. I, I can imagine that you'll probably be very fragile. Well, high hopes for that game then. High hopes. Uh, I, Chris, you're on the same boat too. I imagine. Um. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it. And I was trying to like I kept going back to Last of Us. I was trying to think if there's anything else I could get more excited about, but no, it's it's I'm definitely very wow, excited really? about the Last of Us. <laughs> I'm I'm definitely very excited about the Last yes. of Us. I mean, wow. it's, it's, I've seen quite a bit of it. Like, I can get more excited for it than something like Watch Dogs or uh, yeah, Beyond, no. even though Beyond looks really interesting too. But the yeah. reason why the reason why is because I don't know as much as they showed us quite a bit of Watch Dogs, but at the same time we don't really know crap about that game. And my, Ubisoft Montreal is a very tested developer. I mean, we know they do really good stuff, but I, re- I really hold Naughty Dog in high regard after Uncharted. And at this point, I, I, I am at this point where I don't think they could do wrong. I would be disappointed if The Last of Us was anything other than Stellar. Yeah. And uh, beyond, like, my only history with that developer is playing Heavy Rain. Oh, no, I played... Uh, no, I did... Indigo Prophecy. I played Prophecy. Indigo Prophecy. I, I never finished it because I, the controls are too fucking hard. No, yeah. it's just moving your character. But yeah. I did play all the way through Heavy Rain. I, I like I liked Indigo Prophecy, except the part you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Heavy Rain's another one. You know, just seeing these games, I yeah. just gotta get I gotta get a PS3. I can't keep screwing around like this. Yeah, so and uh, Tomb Raider was exciting also, but uh, I actually it really looks a little bit like they're aping everything I've seen in Uncharted. Yes, where Naughty I... Dog is kind of moving away from that, so it's almost like. Right. It's That's almost, why it's even, not my even, number one. Yeah. Even though that developer is taking quite a big step forward, that would be a step back for Naughty Dog. And not to compare two different developers, it's just hard for me to get excited because it's the same thing you were just saying, Ben, where it just kind of feels like a little bit like more of the same. What does yeah. excite me about Tomb Raider, though, is that uh, it, I really am interested in what they're doing with that character. Right. You know, you, you, you and me are probably still going to get Tomb Raider. You and me are still probably going to get Assassin's Creed. Oh, Red, I was Resident still Evil. fucking blown away by that trailer for Tomb Raider. I'm going to. Um, Resident Evil that. 6, Hitman, Absolution. I mean, all that stuff's going to be in my oh. list. Oh, See, good. Hitman's just a given. I, I've, I've almost ignored the coverage because as soon as I heard that it is going to be like Hitman where you got like a big kind of sandbox and you're going to get the choose how you're going to 
completed. I'm like, that's all I need to know. I'm gonna get it. Like, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a list here. I take it Far Cry Three was there too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so SB, what got you jazzed? I mean, what's getting you jazzed? Man, I hate to just be on this damn bad bandwagon, but it's The Last of Us for me really? as well. Yeah. That's funny. It, I, like I said, I just don't want—I don't want to be on this bandwagon. But everything you guys have said about the game, um, I was completely taken by surprise on how well the character interaction was. On, they were saying it was on the fly, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" And during the demo, like the live demo, like the audience started cheering when uh, the little girl was helping out her dad. Like she like distracted the guy oh, and she's the guy. Not hurt. He's not there. I was going to say, was that her dad? I'm not sure no. who it was. I'm sorry. I, I could be wrong. I probably am wrong, but I didn't. I was just kind of taken back by surprise, like how well these two characters. It is kind of a, it is kind of like a, a father-daughter relationship, but that, it's not. That little thing, I was wondering if that was on the fly. If, 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 it, if you know, will the game detect when you're in trouble and Ellie will step up and, and help you out? Yeah, exactly. Or she throws the brick, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that to me, I was just like, to me, that was really good AI. And I was like, oh my god, that was pretty cool. Like, that is some legitimate AI that I can rely on. You know, she's, you know, she's got my back whenever I'm in trouble. Maybe, you know, maybe she can help me out. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, there are other games that that did, ca- did catch my attention. Crisis Three. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for a little push. All right, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Star Wars 1313 did catch my attention. Oh yeah, what yeah. is There's that? So explain that, that to me. About. Oh okay, so you can, so it's nobody knows, right? It all they've really shown is like technology. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, what it, what is it? What's it's about a bounty hunter. You're a bounty hunter. Oh, and, so you, so this is more of an underworld kind of. Yes. Underground. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. I know like, 1313 is like one of the lower levels of Coruscant. Evidently, it's like. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's like being evidently like in uh the cantina or something like it's, right. you're gonna find you're gonna find those types of people there. so it's supposed to be very gray they're supposed to be pushing the envelope not too concerned with mature stuff it's probably not going to be rated him for mature but it's not the clone wars tv series that's for sure thank no. god i'm not saying it's a bad tv series but i just yeah. kind of want to break away from the all you know kid stuff and actually get to the but more adult the air. real the real big deal with the game though is that they are that finally like lucas the overall like Lucas family is like putting together the collective talent. It's ILM is involved Dust in Lights. animation. Yeah, Industrial Light and Magic is involved in animation. Uh, Skywalker Sound will be in, and like everybody who's that Lucas has ever touched in, or or has Lucas's name on it, like they're involved. And oh, nice! It's it's kind of made you. It kind of makes you Very think. Cool. Why did it take this long for all of this to come together? Like because it's like, like three or four companies <laughs> that are that all have to get behind. But they're it. all in the Lucas family. I think, and, and it's not. I don't think ILM is ever like against picking up a new project. I mean, they're like involved in everything. Okay. I I think that probably it's a combination of George Lucas kind of uh, not giving a shit because of how many properties um, Star Wars has been lended. You know, has been involved in just how many things spin-offs and everything that star wars it just kind of dilutes it and i don't think he cares that much anymore for one thing and uh another reason is probably just they still didn't view video games as a viable medium to as a, as a, a viable uh, vehicle for the star wars franchise and now they probably um, at least one to spend that kind of re- at least one to spend those kind of resources on 
Right, exactly. And I think now they've reconsidered. Now they see all the success of you know the recent big blockbuster games. It's a good consideration. And another one, uh, just because I am a fanboy, I can admit that uh, the new <laughs> the new Kingdom Hearts game for the 3DS. I don't even own a 3DS, but from what I've seen. I'm just really surprised how much uh, how much punch that game packs onto the 3DS console, oh. and from what I've seen and from the, some of the guys I've talked from Game Rant, the uh, they are telling me that it's 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 a pretty legit game. It's pretty fun, and so hopefully by the end of the July 31st when it comes out, it should be awesome. I'm hoping it is. Mm. I've been playing that. I've been playing the damn series. I want to play a new one. I've been waiting for fucking Kingdom Hearts three for God knows how long. <laughs> well, it's like you and me with uh, with episode three of Half Life or Half Life three or whatever. You know, <laughs> no. you and I, you and I, I, I it's, it'll I've, just never I've happen. Given up on that. Yeah, you might as well just just keep waiting. But you as know, far you, as Kingdom Hearts three, like Square Enix, like as far as Square Enix, Square like actual their properties, not like stuff that they purchased like Deus Ex and things like that. Like their actual properties, like Final Fantasy. They're in no rush to get those kind of things out. I know. They, they definitely seem to be the kind of company that, like, it'll be done when it's done, if it's even being worked on. Is it official that they're even working on Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah, Dream Drop Distance. Have they announced that? Dream Drop Distance is is the uh, precursor to Kingdom Hearts 3, so that would be the last... Oh, suppose, well, if, suppose, stop whining. If you... At least been, you're... <laughs> damn it, it's been so No, long. I know it's been so long, man, but at least you have an announcement. I don't got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been longer though. When did Kingdom Hearts 2 come out? Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, I believe, in either 2005. It might have been 2005. Yeah. See, at least we got Episode 2 like back in what, 2008. No, no, no. Episode Half-Life? 2, Episode 2, Half Life 2, Episode 2 came out in 2007 with the orange box. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, 2007. So what is that like? Five, six years? Five? Yeah. Been, it'll it'll be five this fall. So. Not that I'm counting or anything. No. Um, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, clock right next to so, it. if I have a most anticipated game of E3, it's that one, really. <laughs> it's no, not, but... It's not, no, there was not, no announcement, though. Yeah. All right. Well, that will conclude the uh, news segment. Segment. My, well, oh. my only disappointment from E3 was... And I was no, no GT5. GTA 5. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Mm. Do you want to? Do you want a hug? Later. <laughs> Later. Uh, oh no. Well, I just want to say one last thing about Last of Us. Give it a little more love. It it is a game based on what I've seen. It's it looks like something I've been waiting for my whole life. And that I've always been saying like <laughs> in every game where you're shooting people, it's like there's a ton of them, and they never seem to be that threatening most of the time. Yeah. I like that Naughty Dog. Like I've been waiting a long time for a game where it's like I want. I was. I've been saying to myself, I want to walk into a room, and there can just be like two, three guys, and like that's threatening. Yeah. And that seems like yeah. that's what that seems like that's what this is gonna be. You know what else is crazy is that it almost seems like a lot of the shooters of the modern day view AI as like a hindrance or it's like a problem that they have to solve, or just like this annoying thing that they have to think about after they've already like put together all the set pieces and everything. And it's like Naughty Dog has taken that and said, well, why don't we make AI like the centerpiece of this game? 
and just make it, you know, focus all of our development on this and just make it so awesome that the, the player is just so engulfed in in uh, in the character interactions. And I think that's going to be a really interesting experience. Okay, so that will officially conclude the news segment. On to the game. Chris, do you have the synopsis for, for good old Bastion? Bastion is an action role-playing video game produced by independent developer Supergiant Games and published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. In the game, the player controls the kid. As he moves through floating, fantasy-themed environments and fights enemies of various types, it features a dynamic voiceover from a narrator and is presented as a two-dimensional game with an isometric camera and hand-painted colorful art style. Bastion's story follows the kid as he collects special shards of rock to power a structure. The Bastion, in the wake of an apocalyptic incident called the Calamity, the brought calamity. to you by wikipedia.org. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, so let's talk about the look of this game. This is probably some of the most jaw-dropping visuals I have seen in a video game. And it's all it's all hand-drawn. It appears to be hand-drawn, does it not? Yes, absolutely. It looks like it's watercolor painted in some ways. It's very unique. Yeah, looking at the fine detail, it definitely looks like something you know could have been done with a pen. Oh, man. I, I, when I first started playing this game, that's the very first thing that popped in my mind. It was just like, oh, my gosh, this looks all very hand-drawn, very lush, very colorful. very. It's just mesmerizing, the amount of detail that is in this game. And in compare, I'm just so used to – it's very rarely do I find – a game like this compared to like all the high you know high tech games like they're on the PS3 and Xbox 360 how much personality this game has i really like this a lot in comparison with the visuals what do you think of like the story did that really intrigue you did it did you think it was that compelling well, like in comparison to to the visual like you mean like how how well did it work did it mesh together yes yes <clears throat> it's it's kind of a it's a non-traditional way of, of presenting your game, like the entire presentation is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even down to the size of the game itself. And that, that, that I think, directly relates to the story. So everything, the storytelling, the visuals, everything seems so compact that the game itself is compact. So they're really, they're really obviously, their entire... I mean, this, this kind of feels, you know, redundant for saying it but you know everything feels compact because the game is compact you know they have to um make it kind of easy on the eyes because the character is tiny and then and the and the storytelling is is uh whether you like it or not bare bones and traditional you know <laughs> and, uh, and um part of it though i think that is kind of its downfall in both terms in both its storytelling and its visuals it's very easy on the eyes and it looks cool and very colorful but when you have a ton of enemies on the screen, it gets kind of messy that I just start to chop, 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 chop everything. Yeah. You know, and the, and the, the world, the, the, the forming trick, that thing where the, 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 uh, the, the ground comes up underneath you as you walk, that never gets old. But the story that goes along, and, and, and that whole thing with the story, the, the story unfolding as you're going on is much like the, the floor coming up. I feel like that is a good thing, but, to flip it to to turn it on turn it on its ear for a second, um, the storytelling is not as deep as it feels like it's going to go. You know, like you're sitting there chopping up, you know, crates and stuff like that, and you have uh, Rucket or Rux um, 
the narrator pretty much just saying, oh, the kid likes doing it, you know, kid likes chopping things up and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of funny to to have him narrate everything that you do. And, and, and that's almost everything. It feels like it could be all these endless possibilities, but when you actually try it out, it feels like there is a fence that you're not able to go past. And that, and that's never fun when you come up to, to something like that in a game, you know, but you know, it's a, like I said, it's a, you know, we've all agreed that it's a compact game. I think Yes. that it's an, it's enough to fit into one, you know, thing that, that of course there's going to be a fence at some point, you know, so I guess I'm not sure what I was expecting, but, (laughs) but yeah, so I don't know. I'm yeah. You got to admit, just for like an indie game, this is, I actually thought, I don't know, I thought the game was a little bit lengthy at times, but then again, I, there was a couple moments where certain levels had gotten the best of me, and that was because I had uh, used what was called, I had enabled a lot of the shrines, just to, yeah. you know, bring up the challenge, the level of challenge for the game, yeah. and, and there were times, there were at times I had to take these monuments off the shrine just because... It, it just got really fucking hard. Yeah. Like there was like moments where it was like, it was like three or four hits and I was dead. I was like, Oh my God, no, no, no. That's brutal. Cause you just get knocked back and forth. And, and at times I have to agree where where all the villains, uh, like the calamities start coming together and it's just like, you're just chop, chop, chop. And it's just like, I don't know what the hell's going on right now. I'm just, what I'm just, I'm just pressing my left mouse button. Just like kill him, kill him, kill him, kill, kill, kill him. And that's, that got annoying quite a bit. Did so, Ben? Like, so would you think that's why they integrated different weapons, Ben, throughout the whole game, just to change it up? <laughs> yeah, that's another one. I think it might be there. I wrote down in my notes, uh, might there be too many weapons? Because <laughs> I really only upgraded the one, you know. And then yeah. by the, by the end, it was just you were super powerful with the one thing. Do you really you find could, use for them all? Yeah. Well, you use every one of them. I ended up using all of them at some point, obviously, because there, there's a, a specific enemy that you have to use. But Josh, didn't you think that, like, did you upgrade one whole weapon? Oh, like, I stuck. I basically stuck with two weapon. You know, your range. What my one range weapon, and then and then yeah, my sword. Exactly yeah. what I did. I had a, I had the sword. I had the the sword, and I had eventually had the six shooters because yep, I, I took whatever too. was rapid, just bam, 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 boom, and I could take everybody out. And, like, that worked for most enemies, but there were times when, you know, you'd kind of have to, you'd get stuck versus these weapon-specific enemies that you had to, like, all right, load your save, come back, you know, use the one that works, and yeah, so. I was going to say, yeah, they they kind of made you try at least the new ones that you, as you got them, in some way. Like, you you kind of had to try it out for, like, just at least a few, like, enemies, and then you could kind of decide if you wanted to keep it or not. See, that's what I liked about it. I mean, just because it wanted to add more variety. I liked the idea of it just because it was just trying to change change up the gameplay a bit. And if you didn't like it, you could always go back to the other weapons you had and just play from there. But I also think that's kind of a downfall because, you know, you want don't you want to try new weapons out? Don't you want to see how much of the gameplay changes when you use new weapons? I wonder if it was almost hurt by uh, if you would have been more compelled to use different weapons if you didn't have to leave the, the level to, do, to switch weapons. Oh, if there was a way you could you could switch it while you're in the uh, level, yeah, that'd if be. If you could nice. at least have maybe two slots for each one and like swap them. Like, well, wasn't there like a arsenal house within like some levels where you could change up? Oh. Because I remember like changing my weapons out uh, in a couple of levels where they had a place where you can actually switch. You could like you could switch your melee, you could switch from your range, you could switch your uh, special um, move, 
that you want to do or the special yeah your special move that you wanted to do uh, and you can just go from there you didn't have to wait till the level ended to switch out there was there was a couple times where that option was available to you in the map for you to do that so i thought that was nice and the bonus side was that it replenished your health and all your tonics yeah. so that 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 is cool there is a ton to upgrade not all of it's really necessary though i don't think in in my opinion I don't know. Yeah, it, it, the idols probably... and stuff like that. It makes it harder when you never. But I never really used them. You know the idols and stuff. Sorry, you were you had a thought on the on the. I was upgrades. just gonna say again. I, I would say that probably the reason why you can't upgrade like everything is to make it more replayable. So mm. you, you might want to come back around. Next you know time what? Yeah, that's pretty weapon. much. And you know what? Finishing that story too. It was great. I liked it. Even the ending. Which you had two, by the way. There's... Yeah, yeah. I sure wish you'd be able to save your game like right before you make the choice instead of having to replay the whole thing. But you know, again, new game plus—that's what it's all about, you know. But um, I was gonna ask you about the new game plus mode too eventually, but we, we can get to that later <clears throat> if you want, or you can talk about it now. Go ahead, just talk about it now. No, I—I I, I was gonna ask you about it. How was the new game plus mode? Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't—I didn't—I didn't play it. I only played it the once. Sometimes, like like with Batman Arkham City, it provided a bit of a challenge, and you know, it, yeah, with Batman Arkham City, it, the game provided a challenge where it got rid of the uh, whole like the call the uh, counter uh, the counter alert. With this game, I almost thought it was unnecessary because you had the idols in the first place, which already made it which already made it challenging. So to have New Game Plus. I think it's for those hardcore gamers who want to collect everything and build or, you know, just level up even more. That's how I interpreted it because by the end of the day, I'm like, well, I had these idols and I'm pretty, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like having New Game Plus right at the doorstep in the first place because New Game Plus is supposed to be a little bit more, it's supposed to be much more challenging than the normal mode. But really at the end of the day, you could take all those shrines off. And with those upgrades for your weapons, I started blowing through levels like crazy. So I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't find it to be that challenging. Unless you want to make it challenging for yourself with the idols. But then again, I, the new game plus itself as what it was supposed to do, I didn't. I actually didn't see that much of a difference in terms of making it harder. Unless you want to make it harder for yourself using the shrine. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I never really used them. You know, I, it was just one thing that I kind of felt like... You know, I, I put one on, I think, and then I died, and then I said, "Would you like to turn off the idol?" And I think I said, "Yeah," <laughs> just because I was like, "Eh," just I got kind of lazy or something like that. But you know, you get but you get better, improved le- or um, uh, levels and better equipment and stuff like that on your whole, you know, by going and beating the proving grounds. Yes. But in the end, I never really used. Yeah, you know, I never really used um, a lot of those weapons. Like I'd go to the proving grounds and I and I'd try my best to get the first place and stuff like that. And in the end, I really didn't. It was more just like a, I did it. Yeah, so. the, yeah, the proving grounds. I I felt like they, as much as it was nice to get those items to upgrade your weapons, I didn't get that awesome gratification. It's like, yeah, I did it. Woo! And 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 I never got that sense of accomplishment with it. Hmm. It was there for you to do it if you want to upgrade your weapons, but like most of you guys said, you 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 guys just stuck with, you know, pretty much uh two spe- two or one specific weapon throughout the entire game. Well, it's like Josh said, you know, he said it, I think best was like he had a hacky slash weapon 
which is your short range, and you had your long range, whichever you know, whichever you were able to use. And, I, and that that is whether I knew to do that consciously or subconsciously, that's what I stuck with too. <laughs> so I used that hammer, man. The hammer was that was hammer, my, yeah. That that was my weapon. And then uh, I used the flamethrower too. What was your range? Oh. The flamethrower. I like that flamethrower so much. Hammer and flamethrower. Really? Oh yeah. 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 Even though it wasn't like the best range weapon, it was a lot of the enemies really, you know, charged at you anyway. And I would use the shield, and then then I would use the flamethrower, and that would uh, give them damage over time because that was one of the attributes I used. It was like you know they would they would still burn after a while, and then you know the burn would dissipate, mm. and then you go from there. Now the one of the biggest things before I started playing Bastion was I listened to the soundtrack. What did you guys think of the music in this game? That was great. Well, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. the score and the like everything about the sound in the game is uh is quite an achievement. It's like the the, the most golden part of the game, I think. You know, I, I uh... including the narrator as far as Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was going to say like I'd rather have we could we can talk about it, but if I were explaining it to somebody like our audience or something like that, I'd, I would rather have them, I would rather just tell them, go and experience the game yourself and, and, and hear it. Because if they're, I'm, I'm trying to like dance around it, but maybe I should just say it. But like the point, the point I'm trying to make is just like the, the moment that you crush into a brick and he says, kid crushes a brick, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, trying to give an example of what happens. He, he narrates yeah. it as you're doing it and it's a really cool experience, yeah. but the fun part is the experimentation with that. So like, yeah, I wonder if I could try this and then you do it and then he says something or you yeah. fall off the map and he says something like he's got a little funny, smart ass quip to everything that he, that you do. But what's funny about what he says is he's not just re- restating what you're doing. He's kind of giving you, he's kind of giving like the kid's intention as to why he's doing it. Right, and that and that kind of builds that character, kind of builds your motivation. Like in, if he in, falls off the edge, he's like he's getting two ants or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. That, um, I, you know, the first time I fell off the map, and he's like, nah, and then the kid fell to his death. No, I'm just kidding. And he popped yeah. right back on the map. And yeah, I was like, that kind of stuff. I was like, what? That's kind of that's pretty. I like that little quirk right there. That was nice. I enjoyed it. But you're also kind of going along your merry little way, and again, I I would rather it's a haunting emotional experience that i'd i'd rather have the player the best way to for me to describe it is just well for me to is to not describe it at all and have you experience it but like the um uh, build that wall zia's theme um when you're walking like at first you kind of hear it and it kind of plays it on its own like it it plays that first line of notes and then like you kind of stop and go what and then you keep walking and it plays that other line of notes and you're like huh and you turn the corner, and there she is. And as you're moving through the level, it this song that is so simple and so like again compact and and economic. I guess I should say, it, it says a lot with saying very little. You're walking through, and and it, and it finally gets to that moment where you finally meet her and stuff. It's it's a it's a great part of the game, and uh, it's actually I, that's actually my favorite part of the game. But but uh, yeah, I I think that uh, build that wall is definitely. At the very least, that part is worth the price of admission alone, just because of of that feeling that I had that I was not expecting. But now that you're all hearing this, I'm sure you will. <laughs> now that you will, but but like I, I, it totally cut the legs right out from underneath me. I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like uh, like that I would ever have an uh, an experience like that in the game. 
and uh, it, it it came out of nowhere to me. So it's not very often in a game that like the music's always there and it's adding something, but it's not very often that you feel like the music is really important to the moment. Right. You know. I guess uh, yeah. In a way, I was trying to say. Games, there's few games that I can think of where you know there's a moment and I think of the music because the mo because the music was part of it. Like one moment would be like I can think of a comparison would be like the first time in Shadow of Colossus when you first when you jump on a Colossus and you you're doing it right and you're climbing up it the music changes at first it's just sort of this building music and then it goes in this very triumphant music as you're climbing up it yes yes and yes, it gets yes. very emotional and you're like I'm doing it I'm doing it <laughs> and that's exactly what the music kind of makes you feel like I'm doing it you know especially in a, in a 2d not not really 2d but it's like an isometric fairly simple straightforward hack and slash game like this to, to have a, a soundtrack like that that is so compelling I think that's pretty rare I think you're right I, I would have to agree well I think that's is that a lot of it? Wow, shit. <laughs> I mean, it like, covers it. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's a compact game. It's it's so yeah. small and stuff like that. I mean, I, I didn't think if, we, if we were to talk about any more of it, it'd pretty much be the whole game, you know? Yeah, just, pretty much. Yeah. I was kind of underwhelmed by the gameplay in general. Really? Like, the, actual, the actual game part of it. Like, I was really impressed. Obviously, I was really impressed with the visual and the narration. And I was intrigued by the world as, it, as you're slowly kind of finding out what's happening. But... The combat I wasn't too impressed by, and getting new weapons wasn't really helping either. It's not like in other games where you feel like, oh, new weapon, new dynamic to combat. Um, I'm gonna, you know, this is gonna be helpful. In other character action games, which I don't know if I would call this a character action game, but it has an aspect of it. Or hell, even other games like this, like I would compare. I don't want to do a super comparison, but games that it's kind of a. I, at first, it really reminded me of like a Zelda type game, and Usually games like those, everything you pick up is going to become useful. And you really, I got to a point in the game where it's like I got the breaker bow and I got this sword. And like I don't feel like using anything else. So I really just kind of felt like every time there was an enemy, it was really just an inconvenience for me. Like I kind of just wanted to see around the next corner and you know hear this narrator. Oh, and, uh, there's there's one really. Yeah. Co- oh, sorry, sorry for cutting not cutting you off. Go ahead, sorry. No, it's fine. I, I was. I mean, it's it's ultimately why I didn't finish the game is because the, the gameplay just wasn't keeping me there. It, interesting. The other things were interesting, but it just it wasn't interesting enough to keep me going. It's just like there's so many enemies. I'm like, I just felt like I was just slogging through it. I wasn't incorporating a lot of skill. I didn't feel it was deep enough, and uh, things get really complex. And it wasn't like. Uh, I never felt. I always felt like I just like I just got through that. I don't. I never felt like I did something really cool or I was incorporating my skills or the power, the strength of my breaker bow and using it well. Like it was just mm-hmm. like hold it down until I flash and let go. Right. All right. I I, I gotta agree to, to some extent. Uh, I, don't, I, I think I expressed before you played this game. This isn't normally a game that I probably would have gone out of my way to play. Um, I think just because it's so simplistic and because it's so. I mean, it's, it's an arcade game. I mean, it's, uh, you know, a game that's, uh, I don't know if you would say it's a discount game. But it's just what it costs. You know, it's like 10, 15 bucks. But I, I guess the, the the majority of my library of games that I play are usually more blockbuster, larger um, productions. 
triple A's. Triple A, triple A titles. You know, for, for better or for worse, that's the majority of what I play. And uh, this one wasn't really on my radar. And I, I, I'm glad, I'm glad we played it because I did enjoy it a lot. But I think I have to still agree with Chris that the gameplay isn't anything really that special. It's really simplistic. And yeah, I mean, I, you just, you're basically just clicking over and over and over again. I played it on the computer as well, and I, it's just continuous clicking it's just a hack and slash and that that's all really that i got out of it as far as the combat but i don't think i expected that much more out of it i think i would have been really surprised if the if it would have been anything deeper than that honestly and i think what what made it a a special experience was the presentation as we talked about i didn't expect the the narration of it and uh i didn't expect the soundtrack to be so damn good and I think the combat was good enough that it didn't really drag that experience down very much for me. Ben, what did yeah. you want? Ben, what did you want to add to uh, Chris? Oh, uh, uh, well, I think I think we were talking about. Oh, what was I going to say like like the uh, the part with where the story and stuff like that. What were, what were we talking about? Either way, I, I was going to say wasn't it kind of cool? I don't know if you ever got to the part where I think there was some sort of hookah or something like that in the main bastion world yeah and uh you were able to smoke it and and it would take you to like a dream kind of state where you'd have to keep fighting you have to last like 20 rounds right it kind of felt like horde mode (laughs) in a a way or or, you know something like that um where you kept fighting and you kept fighting you kept fighting and while you were doing it the narrator uh uh, rux would uh would tell you pretty much the backstory of the bastion of the kid of mm-hmm. you know pretty much all that stuff that's going on i did it did all of you experience or did, did anyone not have that no i did okay it yeah. sounds like the like a bonus round like you would have gotten it's, it's in a the little old bit days. yeah but it's it was totally on your own kind of thing that you could do it's just you picked it up in the while you were in a i think you picked up the little lamp or whatever it is in yeah. the bastion and then and then when you went back to it, it it did all these crazy things, you know. So it was interesting. I'm I'm kind of glad that they have stuff like that, and it, that was a cool addition. Yeah. Because again, it was it was it was completely, it was completely unexpected, new. Um, I I unfortunately I completely agree that I feel like you know, the actual pl- playing the game, like actual cutting things up, isn't as um, gratifying gratifying as as some other things uh in the game but that being pretty much it's bread and uh bread and butter i i don't know how else you you could fix that problem because it is a hack and slash like long range kind of shooting game you, you know you're, make hack and slash interesting though there's yeah there are ways that other games make it well diablo the, makes it interesting by giving you loot constantly other yeah games that's true do but, it by, but, by uh, making weapons in, you know well, useful the one really good hack and slash one that i can really think of right now is god of war and that's one where you really feel like you're just that, like killing you your enemy. A lot of skill in that though, yeah. and, and that's another game where you get to use all the weapons and they feel useful. Yeah, and then there's t- there's timing, you know, yes. those moves. There's a different learning com- combos, right? Different combinations and stuff. This it is one. It's just kill, 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 boom, boom, yeah. boom, and it's you just know. repeated over and over and over again. You know, Zelda. You know, with your sword, when you play Zelda, you I, I'm talking about the only Zelda I've ever played is the original one. You have one move. He will fucking slash that sword horizontally. But goddamn, if every enemy doesn't have a different way you have to approach them, like like likes will take the will take your fucking shield away. Yeah. And like there there's 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 just a different way to approach every enemy. Where this this game that was the other thing. There's like three types of enemies. 
the whole game, I think. Or at least as far as I got, there was like the little spud thingies, the things that generated the spud thingies, the big spud things, and then the things yeah. that looked like imps or something. <laughs> Sorry. Before so maybe you know, uh, just like it just that was the other thing. It wasn't there was nothing mixing it up for me. Like I I felt like the combat where I ended was the same as where I began. Oh, and that's, so you went from point A to point A, basically. Point A to point A, yeah. Where you know, even in a hack and slash, at least in a hack and slash, I've got I've gotten stronger. Enemies have gotten stronger. There's different enemies. They're getting harder. There are different tactics I'm employing. Like, I will say that you do encounter yeah. different. You you will you do different uh, encounter different enemies along the way. But the I would Ben, would you agree that the variety is and and Josh, you would agree that the variety is not that varied. By any means. Of the variety of gameplay? Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it's the same thing over and over again. Okay. I think that's kind of a uh, maybe a lost art. It's becoming a lost art in modern games, I guess, now that I think about it. it was. There's, there's some just varying the gameplay, throwing a wrench in it completely yeah. once in a while. There's, there's, there, no, that this doesn't apply to all games because there's things like, I mean, uh, Uncharted does it pretty well where it throws crazy stuff at you after like every act where it just completely changes things up but but for the most it, it part plays it, it plays it safe yeah a lot of games are playing it really safe and you just kind of do the same shit over and over again while I, might... I feel like that's something games have done forever though it is true well yeah wasn't there a, a halo developer uh, that said there's only 30 seconds of gameplay in an actual game you just do it over and over again wasn't didn't someone say that in the halo game Someone said that. I don't know. I mean, it does definitely sounds like something that somebody would say. Yeah, it's it's like there's about 30 seconds of varied things that you do, and you and a game is supposed to disguise the fact that you're doing it over and over and over again. I believe. Or something along those lines. Well, maybe I phrased it wrong. It's not a lost art. It's an art that needs to be discovered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need to it's, learn. It's to... lost as in it's there, but nobody's found it yet. Right. Or not enough people have found it yet. Exactly. I mean, it's I like, okay, you. that's that's awesome that you've mastered the shooting in this game or the combat in this game, but let me fucking fly something or drive something for, like, <laughs> ten minutes. Or, you know, I mean, in, Bat yeah. in Batman, you know, as, as much as I love that game, Batman Arkham, Arkham City, it is kind of the same thing over and over again. You're either flying or you're yeah. punching people. And then if you're not really, really into that, every, everything else has to be the motivation in that game. Otherwise, you're probably not going to keep playing it. Which right. luckily, yeah. luckily, everything else does motivate you. That was just the issue with me for Bastion. Is like you guys were into what was happening. I, I wasn't enough. Like another game I played recently was Mafia Two, where you are the gameplay is the same thing. I drive from A, point A to point B. I'm gonna shoot a bunch of guys or sneak up behind them and snap their necks, and then shoot some guys, or I'm gonna <laughs> blow something up and then shoot some guys. Right. And the only thing that changes is the amount of guys that I shoot each time. But what was bringing me through that game is that was a genuinely interesting narrative with an interesting character. If that had not been there, I would be like, I'm, "This is something new has to happen." Like, right. I need like the enemies need to start getting different. Like, Halo works because like the scenario feels different each time, even though you are always just killing Covenant, and it's it is pretty much the same Covenant the whole game, at least specifically in the first one. Other games got better at like throwing different enemies that you hadn't faced earlier in the game at you right. but what keeps you playing through halo is that at least the it's it's just really really fun where bastion i had i had it was really really fun for a little bit and then nothing really knew what happened 
So, on that note, uh, we can go into our scores. And also, I'll add this. Would you guys recommend the game? I'm going to start with you, Josh. Uh, yeah, I absolutely would. Um, like we talked about before, I uh, it's not something that I would have picked up. Um, had you guys not suggested that we play it, but, uh, but, but having played through it and, you know, being been surprised by it, uh, positively, I, I think I would definitely uh, recommend it to any of my other friends to play. Uh, if not just for the presentation, you know, I mean, uh, the, I think, uh, we made it clear that that's really, it's, uh, it's strength, you know, you're not going to find anything crazy special about the gameplay, but, uh, but the presentation alone, I think, and the price, I mean, you're only paying 15 bucks for it or 10 bucks for it if you buy it on Steam. So I don't know. Why not? I mean, uh, it, it's it's a it's a fun um, game and it's, it's something different. What would, what what kind of, uh, what score would you give it, sir? You know, it is kind of difficult for me to score this game, and I was thinking about this earlier because it's in a different category. It's not fair to put it up against a AAA title. You know what I mean? It's in a different category. So I guess just you know for enjoyment that I had, I would give it a 7.5. All right. Mr. Lowe, how about you, sir? I, I Honestly, even though I didn't finish it, I, I would still recommend it because it's still something that, that's, you know, other people would have a really, really good time with it. And I had a good time with it at the time. Also, I, I recognize that I'm probably in the minority. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Man. But it, it's also a low investment. It was a really good time to be had with it, with certain, you know, with the, the majority of the aspects of it. It's just it's just about what I'm looking for in a game. Usually, it didn't satisfy in that one regard. But I, given the graphics and everything, I so I would recommend it. Honestly, I, I would probably disagree a little bit with the notion that I couldn't compare it to a AAA title. Obviously, I can't compare its technology fairly because they're trying to do different things. But I, I mean, I I think I can. You know, if I was comfortable giving Uncharted a ten, I, I don't think that Bastion can't receive any more than an eight just because of uncharted is 10 i don't know what i mean by this but uh <laughs> i guess just because i think for each game it's a case by case like and like i try and score based on what i think the developers trying doing it and, and how ultimately effective they were and how much i really enjoyed it and how much i think people would enjoy it i think uh if people i think this is something that people who are really into this like i know a ben teed really dug, dig something like this so I would always recommend this to a Ben T. I, I would definitely give it a seven out of ten. That's that's like good for me. All right, Mr. T. Oh yeah. Um. Well, you know, what was I gonna say? My all my finishing notes here. I guess, you know, the story's traditional. It, it, it's not quite all there for me. I felt like I wanted a little more. I definitely want there to be a sequel. I want them to build on the concepts that I loved in this one. I want to know more about these characters, the kid, Rux, Zolf, Zia. I want to know all about, you know, uh, the Bastion itself. I want to know more about this world. I think they were doing a lot of good things in this game, and I'm going to give it an 8 because it was an enjoyable experience, and I felt like I, it was, although I, I don't think I paid 15 I think I got it on a Steam sale or something like that, I do think it's worth the 15 bucks. You know, I feel like I can equate a compact or a smaller, um, a smaller price, a smaller experience, a smaller game, a smaller experience. My, my expectations should be much smaller as well. But because my expe- expectations were so small, 
I got such a bigger experience than what I thought. So, you know, I feel like this was totally worth it. I'm, I'm you know, maybe I'm being too nitpicky about the storytelling because it, when it comes down to it, with a game like this, does it, does it really need it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it needs to scratch that itch because if I need a, a grand, large story, I think they're going to tell it in the type of story they're going to need to. There are only two endings. I did feel like that kind of ended with a whimper, but there's a lot that they can build on if they wanted to make like uh, a director's cut or like a sequel to it or something like that. Um, I'd like to give it, I, I'm going to give it an eight because I, I feel very strongly that this game should be at the very least try, you know, people should at least try this game out. You know, it, it's too bad. It's all, it's all digital format that you have to buy it. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's ever had a box release, but cause I, you know, you could lend your copy out to people or something like that, but you know, I, I, I think it's one of those that just, it, you need to be able to recognize that although you're getting a tinier experience and you're paying less, you shouldn't be expecting triple a expectations out of this. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why, and that's why the whole experience was good for me because I think I went in knowing that. Yeah. I, I feel like they, uh, they definitely made themselves known. I mean, at least from my gameplay experience, uh, they definitely caught me by surprise with the style, the narration, the gameplay, I would not say is is yeah, it's all it's all very familiar. It's very hack and slash like. It's very uh very cut and dry. But I was I would say the gameplay is not what really drove me. It was everything else. So the gameplay was was tolerable uh to the point. But other than that, I mean everything no. else everything was, else was it was it just tolerable to you i mean did you enjoy it or would you just i've only it? i i enjoyed a few weapons that's about it that's why i say it's tolerable just because i didn't utilize everything as much as i would have liked to like yeah. this, when, when you say tolerable i i see that as you saying that i didn't enjoy it but i was okay it was i was able to get through it so i could see the next thing okay then i used the wrong word i apologize okay. It looks was, like we won't have to uh, won't have to worry about a sequel though, because this is uh, Bastion sequel, not a sure thing. This is coming from official Xbox magazine online, um, just saying that although it had really great sales, um, it was always meant, Bastion was always intended to be a standalone game, and that they don't have any plans at, at this point to make a sequel. So looks like we won't have to worry about it anyways. But <laughs> but still, that's, that's unfortunate. That's not, that's not a bad thing. Oh, I, I, mean, I was. I don't think it's a bad thing at all, but I I have to agree with Ben that I would if they do do a sequel, uh, do do uh, if they uh, go along with with another <laughs> sorry, if they think they they want to do a sequel, I would be all for it just to see they to build upon that world, oh, ex- yeah. explore the characters. Uh, in terms for this game for me, I I would have to get go with your score, Ben, in eight. I think it's a. I think it's definitely a solid. It's a solid game, yeah. I think I, I had a yeah. lot of fun with it. I didn't know what to expect. I I remember just seeing the trailer for it, and I was like, "Wow, this looks really cool." You sent me the gift. I haven't played it for a while, but the soundtrack really made me excited to play the game. Uh, the way the soundtrack was incorporated in the game, it was well done with great visuals. Uh, the voice work of the narrator, I I love the guy. It clicked very. It, it did click overall. It did click with me. I like it. I did enjoy it quite a bit, and I would recommend people if they are not familiar with indie type of games. I would say go ahead and start with this one because it is safe. I don't expect anything too grand from it. I mean, it is literally it's what it's a ten to fifteen dollar game. 
and it's it's a cut and it's pretty cut and dry, but it's I found it to be a lot of fun. It's also it, the studio's first game. So, it is. It is. I mean, the, I was I was researching, and some of some of the people on the uh, in the studio they were former electronic arts. Some of them worked on pre, uh, past Command and Conquer games. So you got some people with some experience on there, but it's still the studio's first game. So that's a, that's that's a very, that's that's more than an admirable effort for a first game. Yeah, I, you know, for first game, I felt like I would say they definitely did push themselves, but when it comes to gameplay, I would like to see that somehow pushed further in any sort of fashion. I would say. I expected there to be spells in this game. Anyone else expect yeah, that? I did. Yeah, really that, that's one thing that came in mind when I was trying to come up with things for the sequel. Yeah, I thought I thought like, why weren't you able to like cast spells or something? It just seemed like a game that would have something like that. Not to say yeah. that it would have been better, but well, it's know. such a magical environment and it's such a magical world. Yeah. I figured you'd be able to use magic yourself. Yeah, maybe you know, again, maybe that's something that needs unlocked for the sequel. You know, <laughs> that's a really that's a really interesting point because I feel like. You just brought to mind that it's very possible that my expectations were colored a little bit since this game. We're playing this quite a bit after the game came out. I've seen this game referred to as the RPG everywhere. In retrospect, I don't know that I would call it an RPG, but I definitely had some expectations, which is why I was expecting deeper gameplay. And I am surprised that there was no magic. Hey, man. It's all good. I I think that would conclude uh, this episode. And as always, I would like to thank uh, Ben, Chris, and Josh for joining me this evening. Thank you. If you want to get a hold of uh, Co-op Mode, you can hit us up on Twitter at Co-op Mode Reviews or send us an email at coopmodereviews.com. And we don't have Facebook. Oh, oh well. (laughs) It's all right. Next up. Twitter is enough. Yeah, Twitter is enough. Next up, we are going to play Gears of War 3, not individually, all together. Oh, that's going to be yeah. so fun. Yeah. For the first time, we're living up to our name. <laughs> it's going to be a bonding experience. It's gonna be the yeah. maybe, maybe by the end of it, I can accept Espy's love for me. <laughs> yes. We'll have some real bro-dude moments here. That's right. After we go that's, to war that's together, like, Espy. That's like the perfect like, bro game, really, <laughs> to be honest. It really is, man. Kick back, drink a beer, and play some Gears of War. Gears Blue and beers. Locust. Oh, that's a... That's a per- that's perfect. Gears and fears. No, no, we can't. We can't use that name because that's actually a, the name of a clan. Name of the clan that I'm in. Oh, is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? it's from uh, it's, it's from gamerswithjobs.com. Man, that what a perfect name. It is. Cold, <laughs> cold train, baby. Woo! All right, I love it. <laughs> Thank you guys for this wonderful episode, and uh, we will catch you later. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. I dig my hole, you build a wall. I dig my hole, you build a wall. One day that wall is gonna fall. Gonna build that city on a hill. Tears are gonna spill